As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. When your coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced, it's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com. Welcome to episode 114 of Star Wars and Scotch. We're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff today. Ubisoft leaks for the Star Wars game, Bad Batch, season two, episode three, and a rumor about new Star Wars programming. Tim, how are hey. you today? Yeah, not bad. Feeling pretty good. Gonna head off to Colorado tomorrow. That's so exciting. I'm jealous. I love Colorado. Yeah. Well, you've been telling me that I need more vacations, so. Mm-hmm. You absolutely do. So I'm very it's, happy. It's, it's bad when a bunch of people are like, hey, when you take a vacation, I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Uh, like, hey, you uh, might seem a little tense. You might need to get out of here for a little bit. But I'm a streamer. I don't know what you mean. I'm not allowed to take vacation. <laughs> What's the V word? Ah. Uh, but Tim, I'm sure you're going to be throwing in your suitcase some delicious Kings Coast coffee for you to bring to Colorado with you, uh, so you don't have to drink like hotel. No, you're you're not. You're not. I'm gonna not going to bring. A, I'm not lugging a grinder across the country, but I will be forever thinking about Kings Coast coffee while I'm in the mountains of Colorado. Like, okay, so here's the thing though, Kevin is like, as much as I want to try to like sell out for our coffee company. I take a lot of pride in finding like little coffee shops whenever I travel somewhere. Sure. Because sure. like finding like those, like the things you've like this. I mean, like, I think we've got a great lineup of coffees, but you never know what the other person's got. So it's always kind of like, like, you're kind of like testing the water to see what the competition's got. You hang so. out with Wayne and Pete, they do the same thing. We like when we were in Boston for Coffee Expo, we went to the La Colombe store and checked out what they had. And so, no, we love, we love coffee. So that's how we learn and, and it refined the palate. So it does. And like it, I learned how to make different drinks and stuff. Like I made, a, you know, just like I've been trying to make all different types of coffee drinks lately. So they were getting hammered making that that one drink the other day that they the were ma- testing out. The matcha? Yeah. Or the they're other getting, one. No, the other one. The one with oh, the, the, one with the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. That one looks really that good. <laughs> yeah. That looks really, really good. Speaking of getting hammered, you can check out our uh, Heartbreaker roast. Um, that one's going to be, that's going to be special. Huh? Uh, it's going to be yeah. in barrels. Huh? It is. It is. Yeah. The barrels, uh, it, it's, it's Wayne's been doing a lot of stuff with the barrels, which is cool. I've enjoyed actually seeing what he does with them. So, um, uh, make sure you follow on TikTok If you want to see processes and all that stuff, uh, Wayne is, posts all the time. About. This is one of my favorite roasts that we do. I mean, I love our Christmas roast, but the heartbreaker reserves really, that's a special one. It is a special one, and now it's going to be barrel-aged. It's going to be even more special. So more make sure special. you get your hands on that. Join the King's Club, kingscoastcoffee.com. Tim, is Lab doing anything to anytime soon? Because I have this very comfy sweatshirt that I'm wearing right now. I think right now we're holding off until uh, 429 day. So make sure you're following Lab across Lab 77 across the board, because uh, 429 will be here before you know it. 
If you don't know, it will be. If you don't know, 429 is Tim's holiday for his cult. I mean, chat. And um, <laughs> they they go big. They go big. They celebrate. So uh, I wanted to do some sort of, I don't know, cake or something this year. But Tim doesn't eat cake. So I'd have to. Make, I mean, I like, could eat a cake, though. I'd have to, like, make it a certain way that you'd eat it. You won't no, I'd eat, eat it, it if I just make a cake. I mean, if like there was dairy and stuff in it, then I mean, you'd have to deal with me after the fact. I don't, I'm not going to the bathroom with you. That's that's between you and the toilet, bud. Oh. I'll find a way. Don't worry. Oh, there's right. that. Isn't that? Isn't that? Does that vegan dessert place do custom? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go there. There we go. Problem solved. Yeah, it's called Hail Life Bakery in Tampa. It's really good. So four four two nine uh, Lab seventy seven. Make sure you're checking it out. It's time to talk about this again, too, Tim. Are you ready? GCX tickets are on sale. Oh, man. <laughs> Go to gcxevent.com and get your tickets now. This year is going to be big. We we are having some serious discussions. The world is back to what it was. So, I mean, last year it was great to be back in person and see everyone. But this year the event is back in full force. Um, So many exciting things uh after parties things like that i just i can't i can't say anything yet because i need some i's and t's dotted and crossed respectively but gcxevent.com make sure you go get your tickets you can come hang out with me you can hang out with tim you coming out with paul lupo the whole gang you can't you you had a line to your little you might hang out you can hang out with kevin there you guys are cool you can hang out with me too good luck hanging out with me seriously Kevin, I like. I'll be right there. And then you never see Kevin's me. Kevin's that way. Although last year I was pretty relaxed, a yeah, because of marijuana and b because of uh, uh, I wasn't like the main only main person, so it was nice. Can we say that on Star Wars and Scotch? Marijuana. <laughs> hey, say it like the te- remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Say it commercial? with your chest. Pot, you know, marijuana. <laughs> Yeah, I think we can. I mean, all right, here, I'll fix it. Spice. I had spice at the event. And ah, it made me... that's essentially what go. it is. I mean, come on. They have space weed in, in Star It's probably not weed. It's probably more like cocaine or something, to be honest. So because yeah, they like huff that. it. They like. Is it like yeah. paint? Yeah, it's like space. It's like space. Sitting crack. in your garage. <laughs> anyway, Bad Batch season yeah. two, episode three. I really enjoyed this episode. Here, here's the thing that messed with me is it felt like a clone wars episode right like almost definitely everything about it was very clone wars-esque but it was flipped the droids were the good guys now yeah i had a hard time my brain was was having a hard time with that it was weird like oh no it's a droid and cody you're like you know cody you've known cody so it was just it was very weird, right it was awkward it was weird to be to be you couldn't tell if like were they bad guys or was this everything that the separatists were trying to prevent? Like the real separatists, not Dooku, right? The people who believe Dooku's lies. Well, even what she said about Dooku, that Dooku was right when he said that the Republic will turn into something much worse. Right. But um, that was a part of like he was trying to feed them this, the, the, the ideologies of what was going to happen before, like if if, if they were going to become like this evil big power, which the 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 Republic wasn't trying to do that for the most part. Like the the core the core principles of the Republic was was really like peace and unity and like you look at the High Republic, right? Everything that they're trying to achieve right now is kind of like what they were trying to achieve before uh, before Palpatine came into power. And so, like, those ideologies, they were still trying to hold true. And then you have Dooku who came in and started feeding them lies of, like, what's going to happen if someone like Palpatine was to take over? But that's what was going to happen anyways. That's how you got them all riled up. Yeah. And it, the political overtones of this one were super interesting because it showed us, you know, we've gone through the Clone Wars now and mm-hmm. we've seen that side. Now you're seeing the other side post empire which was very interesting yeah because it's not something we've really seen a ton of we've seen a little bit of it especially in rebels and whatnot but it was super interesting like they this was straight up separatist um uh planet and you know they were saying no we told the republic the same thing and i thought it was very interesting that they put in there that she brought a peace agreement for the separatists and the republic together and palpatine Mm -hmm. when he was chancellor was the one who said no 
Obviously, mm -hmm. we know why he would say no, but it's exposing the cracks, which is why Cody and even Crosshair is now having second thoughts yeah, about think, how this is all playing out. I think by the end of this, we'll have Crosshair with the Bad Batch or he'll have this like redemption arc where he dies. You know, like he'll give himself as like the final moment of just like, ah, go. And then he'll, you know, pfft, gone. But like, you, I think Cody's going to end up with Rex at some point. Yeah, it would make the most sense to see Cody with Rex. But we know in the long term that doesn't happen. So either Cody dies or he goes off somewhere else. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the part that I'm really curious about because we know we don't see him in Rebels with the older <clears throat> clones. So something happened between now and then where Cody's just gone. I, I would they, love I would love for him to have closure with Obi-Wan though. Like that's so where I was badly, going. dude. Is there some sort of scenario where Cody dies like saving Obi-Wan to redeem oh, I himself? I want that so badly, but I don't think it's going to happen. Maybe uh, it'll happen in Obi-Wan season 2. Well, I mean, that's what we were hoping for in the first one. We were hoping there'd be some type of like Cody moment where, you know, like those two like just have that that moment together and there's peace. And it hasn't happened yet. I don't think Obi-Wan's going to get that closure because like how we see him in Kenobi or in, in Obi-Wan, Ben is all like emotionally messed up and he's got the PTSD when he sees the clone. So that right there tells me that he didn't get to have that closure with Cody. So something happens. I wonder if Crosshair kills him. Could be. Could be. I, I mean, we'll see. Crosshair seemed a little bothered by the whole scenario, which shocked me. because How many more so executions mainline. are we going to get? Oh, come on. There's been so many lately, Kevin. How many executions have we seen across the board? They're trying to drive home the I think they're trying to shut the Empire apologists up. I know you and I joke all the time that you are. Yep. I know you're not at the end of the day, but they're trying to shut them up with this Empire did nothing wrong stuff. They're like, no, the Empire's done plenty wrong and we're going to put it right <laughs> in your face. Listen here, you Star Wars fascists. And they and they're doing it in a way that doesn't absolve the Republic of the terrible things they've done, too. But they're really trying to drive home the point like we modeled this after they are space Nazis. I really want you all to understand that they are space Nazis. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're seeing the eradication of the clones. We know how they feel about aliens and things like that. So mm -hmm. you're I think Vice Admiral Rampart is really primed. To just just be the asshole that we need um, to just hate his guts. Yeah. And and I think they're really gearing him up. I could I could see him being live action down the road too. You think so. I could see him playing a part or a role yeah. in something, you know. He's he seems to be the one that they're like inflating as, you know, he hates Tarkin. Mm -hmm. He's he's bothered by Tarkin and the power Tarkin has. So you're seeing the infighting there, but also the fact that he has so much control over this this program now. Yeah. And and they're really trying to they're trying to I don't want to say redeem the clones because at the end of the day, it's not really the clones fault. What happens? They're trying to humanize them. Right. And give them a choice. And, mm -hmm. you know, maybe that chip in their head, it wears off after a while, you know, and they can actually make their own decisions like Cody's doing right now. So um, I think Bad Batches is pretty on point for what we said it was going to be where it's humanizing the clones and, you know, giving them individual characteristics and yeah. redemption and things like that. So I'm interested to see you know, how many more and we know Rex makes it to return of the Jedi because he's in the movie. Wink, wink. Um, so has that been confirmed? Is that actually him? I feel like it was, but I don't want to say that for sure. Cause somebody's got, we got Mokiv and Serrano mixed up last week and somebody pointed that out for us. So I want to happen. Uh, the planet that is in Thrawn is not Serrano. It's Mokiv. I, I will be honest with you. Don't remember. Yeah, somebody corrected us on social media, and I was like, oh, you're right. I don't remember. Uh, I remember you talking about the book. I don't remember what planet we were talking about. As I saw that comment, and I was like, I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> it was about it was seeing quick, you, Serato. I remember you had quickly like brought it up, and it just wasn't paying attention. It was about seeing Serato in, in the animated episode. That was all. Mm -hmm. um, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I honestly don't remember if that's canon, Paul. If you could look that up, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, we know Rex lives at least through Rebels because we see him in Rebels and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so um, Cody is the big question mark, and I have a feeling Cody's going to die doing something heroic because that would be a great send off to him, and it would redeem his arc from what he does to Obi Wan. Does he really need redemption? We all know that he got brainwashed. They don't, but they want the clones to be a heroic part of the story. They yeah, want I them agree. to have their moments. Yeah. Um, you know, and we we saw it with uh, a few of the clones in Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. um, 
that had crazy moments and then ended up dying. So um, I think now that they've died for the Republic, we can see them die for the Rebellion too, um, which would, I think it paints them in a great light because, you know, now that they're, command has kind of degraded or whatever i don't know what the terminology would be but since that chip in their head is not functioning the way it was before they can make yeah. their own decisions and we see at heart they are good people yeah i i thought it was really interesting too what uh what the vice admiral had said to crosshair is like all these clones that are surround you go a wall <laughs> just like yeah. oh <laughs> like i wonder i wonder if he's questioning crosshair I'm sure I if he, he is. I wonder if he thinks that Crosshair maybe is also a defector as well, or is trying to defect. Crosshair also seems very annoyed with his life. Yeah, well, did you hear the part where he was talking about how many rotations were you left on that? Or how long were you on that? 32 rotations. Oh, my God. On Camino by himself. He was there for an entire month on that platform. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. And we don't know how long a Camino day is. Like, how long is that actual rotation? And and on top of it, too, with that, like, Crosshair's a fucking badass, dude. Mm-hmm. He's probably fishing off the dock. Yeah, like, he, I mean, they all are. Don't get me wrong. The other four are, too. But he, Crosshair's a badass. Dude, the way he was throwing those reflective discs up the stairwell and just making just <laughs> trick shots. Of Cody's stuff. like, where do you want it? Throw it as far as you can. Throw it as far as you can. <laughs> so good, dude. <laughs> So good. Even the, even before that, when he was coaxing the tank to aim right at him. Oh my god! I didn't think you could just fire down the barrel of a tank and you could blow up its charge. Like that was wild. I mean, if you if you think about the the his blaster and how powerful that thing probably is, mm-hmm. I could see that being legitimate. Of course, we're talking again. Universal well, it's a laser, so I mean, like metal. So it just it just bounces into the tube and it hits the that. And it's got to be a hefty uh, charge, even if you're even if you're comparing it to IRL rounds, you know, homeboys got I I, I don't know what sniper rifle you would compare that to. But you're talking a a pretty high millimeter round on a on a sniper rifle. Well, it's also is it late? Is it energy or ballistic? You know, is it like what kind of what kind of weapon is it really? I would assume it's an energy weapon. I would, too. And so because that was really cool. I don't think we've ever seen a clone blow up a tank like that before. I don't, I don't. I don't think I've ever. Yeah, I don't. I can't really remember a time where someone just fired a round down the barrel of a tank. And then he was picking off everyone on the top. Yeah, he's, yeah, off the ramparts. He was. He's just so cool. He's and just the same thing. guy hitting the stuff in the hallway with the assassin droids and banking them off. And yeah, it was. Just, it was a good action episode. It, like like you said, it felt like Clone Wars. And then Cody with his knife, and a little vibro blade, took out took out two of them. Um, I, the only thing, the only problem I had was I liked that the droidica was hard to kill because they always are. Those are so good. I felt like the assassin droids were a little too easy to kill. They, man, that's the one issue I've always had with those guys. It's like they look really cool and they're like they're neat because they can like crawl on the walls and stuff, but they always just end up getting taken out too easily. Like yeah. every time in Battlefront 2, though, those guys are a pain in the ass. Big like time. terrifying they flip they've got like they've got uh predator vision they've got like vibro swords when they introduce them too in clone wars they're supposed to be like this elite part of the separatist army too mm-hmm. so you know like spec that's ops always or something that's always been the problem with like any star wars bad guy you know it's like they always look really really cool and on the surface they're a little scary but at the end of the day they just get melted through like it's just like kind of like oh man like, like amorians the, like the destroy like those droid the guys could could have been like those could have been it but like the one part where you just like he throws the grenade on the on the b1 and then shoots the b1 and the b1 falls over through the shield and blows up the droid it's just like ah of course of course <laughs> i mean yeah gamorians big green pigs with axes wow. like whoa but at the uh-huh. end of the day they're like, all uncoordinated and they can't do anything if you push one over it probably couldn't get up so <laughs> Yeah, no, I, 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 even Rancors, look at Rancors, they're, oh. you know, so, it's what, although, no, I won't say about Rancors, they're, true. Boba Fett we've was, was yeah, kicking some ass with the Rancor, we've gotten some good Rancors lately, yeah, uh, so, I, I'll give the, and Bad Batch season one, we had the Rancor too, remember, mm-hmm. um, well, I mean, that was, that was Bad Batch, we seem to be on a very, we have so much Bad Batch to go, uh, though, when do you, when do you think we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of it, though? This is feeling. This is usually they don't. 
they don't start till like mid season. So I would okay. say probably episode six, seven, or eight, we would start to really see stuff materialize. I, I don't want to say filler. But this did not feel like a filler. Damn it. I, feel I like just it wanted had, to call it a filler episode. You, everyone hates when you do that. They hate it when I call it filler episodes. This advanced the plot because we hadn't seen Crosshair the first two episodes. Yeah. We needed to see where he was at. It yep. brought Cody back. It showed us that Cody went AWOL. Like, I feel like a lot of important things happened here. And I think seeing a separatist planet was very important in, very in where so. we are in the timeline. So, I agree. Um, you know, and, and their refusal to, you know, we were never part of the Republic. So why would we be part of your empire is a very, very, very valid. Um, ex- I don't want to say excuse, very valid reason to protect your sovereignty. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm very interested to see how that plays out. And if we're going to see more separatist planets fall this way, um, uh, maybe not in such an elaborate story, but even in passing hearing and, and whatnot. And yes, keep, keep, keep amping up vice admiral rampart being a son of a bitch i'm really enjoying that because that guy's just a dick and and we you need one you need someone to hate it was like what's his face in rogue one uh inspector krennic oh yeah my god i hated that man by the end of the movie so yeah just more of those we yeah that's that's what we like to see (sighs) anyway moving on yeah 300 pristine original Kenner Star Wars figures found in a collector's closet in Chicago. Hold We're on, talking. Wait a second. Did this guy die? Uh, I don't know if he died. Uh, was he just uh, spring cleaning one day and he's like, oh, I found all my toys? Like, see, d- yeah, it's a collector's closet. The collector of primarily okay, so coin operated vending closet? machines. Is this a closet that belongs to the collector? Yes. So it's in and his the house. collection. Well, it's in his store. To CEO Tom Tallworthy at a coin op show, who requested photos of the toys and was amazed to discover they were all in mint condition and packaged in their original Kenner factory boxes. A stockpile of vintage toys, which was which was discontinued in 1985. Okay, I want to go back to this beginning. How it just has a collector's about, closet. Yeah, but how did this guy forget about 300 Star Wars toys in his closet? I don't think he forgot about it. I think he was sitting on it. Because it's hmm. duplicates. If you look at the picture, it's three, mostly three of each. Okay. Man, I remember some of these. And some of the toys that never even made it to store shelves, which is interesting, too. I had some of these. Oh, <laughs> man. See, I wish I could go back and tell little little seven-year-old me not to open those. Uh, interestingly, the history of the original... This comes from Star Wars Newsnet, by the way. Uh, original Star Wars action figures is linked very closely to the uncertainty surrounding Star Wars release. After an intensely rocky production stage with a skeptical cast and crew, few foresaw the success of Star Wars. Kenner was the toy company first contracted to produce Star Wars merchandise. We all had... If you're in our age group, you had Kenner Star Wars. You probably had, yeah. Uh, They created a modest line of toys entirely insufficient for the Christmas period of 1977 when the wild popularity of Star Wars left every parent searching shelves for a piece of its universe. That was the Beanie Baby cabbage patch of that Oh, my God. My parents collected Beanie Babies in the early 90s, especially during the elections. Holy shit. As a solution, Kenner sold boxes containing an early bird certificate that people could fill out with their names and addresses and send off in the mail. Once Kenner had caught up to demand, they would send back a special four-figure set which we've seen, including Luke Skywalker, Leia, R2-D2, and Chewbacca. Eight other figures were later added to the line, including Darth Vader and Han Solo. We just send them to you? Yes, because you were an early purchaser of them. Back when people valued you as a customer instead of you just, your, your wallet. Uh, the Luke Skywalkers with double telescoping lightsabers from the early bird package recovered in the Morphe fine are now w- worth up to 20 grand. Just the Ooh. Luke Skywalker. Other highlights are the original 21 figures released by Kenner, including a death commander that was pulled because the manufacturer decided the word death was unsuitable for kids. And now we have death troopers, <laughs> which I'm assuming are based on that. I'm trying to find a, is there a picture of death commanders? Let's see. Death commander, star Wars figure. Do-do-do. Oh yeah. Oh. So death commanders were the guys who were controlling the death, the star. death star. When they're those guys with those awesome helmets. Yeah. Yeah. They look like a dark helmet, man. 
<clears throat> Hailed as a once-in-a-lifetime find by Lang, the Morphe find is a reminder of how Star Wars itself has become a timeless treasure. And whilst the monetary value of its merchandise only increases over time, its value to fans will always remain priceless. Morphe find goes to auction on Wednesday, February 1st. If, Tim, you want in, you can uh, the full online cat- catalog is there. I like investing my money, Kevin. I feel like this is one where my wife would be like, did you make a good choice? At this stage, decision? investing in something like that is probably not a great idea unless you're literally like a oh. multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. Then I would yeah. do it. I'd be like, yeah, give me three of those. I'll, I'll pay 80 grand for those. Yeah, but I mean, okay, but, years? Like, but let's be honest, though. Is that is that value going to increase still or is that going to be like the highest it's going to go? I don't know. If you we'll keep see. it in the original packaging, the value will continue to go up over time. Yeah, but you're not going to get. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Your money, you're not going to get your money back right away. You're going to have to wait a while. No, it's a 10 or 20 year investment easily. That's a lot though. Even mm-hmm. my brother-in-law, he still has Transformers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the packaging at my in-laws' house, and like he's like, "Oh, this one's up to ninety bucks." I'm like, "That's it? It was like a five-dollar toy when he got it, and like thirty years later, it's only ninety bucks." Yeah. But, so, oh well. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, like, shout out to uh, the guy who forgot about his toys in the closet. And that's true. Paul said, "If if it's a full set, obviously it's going to be worth more as a full set than it will be as an individual figurine." So. I yeah, guess man. I'm just a terrible nerd because when it comes to like that type of stuff, I'm just like, oh, that's just going to get dust and just one more thing you got to pack. I just I mean, I, I have to... very I have very valuable baseball baseball cards in my house. Like I have a baseball card that's worth like twenty two thousand dollars. And, you know, it's in casing and everything like that. I guess it's I was just wi- a terrible child. I just didn't it's, select. It's Willie Mays stuff. signed, by the way, is my. It's Willie Mate, nineteen seven sixty. I don't remember what year. Oxyclean guy. Willie Mays. No, that's Billy Mays. Willie Mays, the baseball player. Okay. Hall of Famer. You don't know who that. So is. for someone oh, who God, thinks Nevin. that Willie Mays is the Oxyclean guy, can you tell me who it is? Willie Mays was one of the greatest outfielders. In the Willie Mays here for Oxyclean. That's Billy Mays. Billy Mays is the Oxyclean guy. I don't have anything signed by Billy Mays. That's right. Willie Mays, Tim. Well, you know what else is going on, Kevin? What else is going on? Leaks. <laughs> lots of lots of leaks. Well, let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about your leaks, okay? Yeah, but I'm really leaky, Kevin. I want to talk about it now. Well, let's take a quick break. We'll pay some bills and then you can leak all over the place. <laughs> okay. Uh, what a weird episode. No, yeah, yeah, no, you're good. Ah, oh, Kevin, I'm leaking everywhere. Ah, that's disgusting. Just can't keep I can't keep the Star Wars news. <laughs> and we're back. Oh man, you know the one the one thing that people hate the most in the gaming industry is uh their game getting talked about before they get to talk about it. And by they, I mean the developers, the publishers, the marketing teams, all those people that work really really hard to uh to bring to you the the news and joy of a brand new game coming out. 
And uh, unfortunately, Ubisoft is not uh, is not protected from said leaks. And uh, nope. we got some very, very inf- uh, exciting information about their upcoming open world Star Wars game. And the leak happened after we recorded last Wednesday. So of we're course. talking about it this week. <laughs> Hooray! Um, yeah. We should we should put that on a shirt like a Star Wars and Scott shirt. That's I don't know. We'll talk about it phrasing. next week. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. That's a really good merch idea. <laughs> Write that down. That's Write a good one. Notes. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll talk about it next week. Star Wars and Scotch. So, um, according to the report, Ubisoft's massive Star Wars game, this, uh, what we're reading from, comes from thegamer.com, uh, will feature a, quote, fully open, seamless universe akin to that found in No Man's Sky. And I don't blow. believe it. I don't believe that either. Okay, I believe it to an extent. Seamless meaning no loading screens. Sure, I could see that. Like jump to leave atmosphere, yeah, jump so to hyperspace. It'll be like Star, so like, I think it's better off saying it'll be like Starfield. Yeah, it's not going to be, but even Starfield has, I think, it's on tens rails. of thousands of planets. But it, it is. has it's, tens of thousands of planets. It does, but and it's not, but they're not procedurally generated. No, no, and no so man's sky will not, and, so, and, and that's also no man's sky is is universal. This will be galactic. We and, are only and, dealing within the Star Wars galaxy. We're not going to go outside of any other galaxy. And Tim and I will both go to, I'm assuming Tatooine will be the game. Tim and I will both go to Tatooine. If I try to get Tim to go to a planet in No Man's Sky, it's very difficult to get to get someone to visit the planet you're on. In yeah, no because Man's it's Sky. universal. Good luck trying to find the galaxy that your friend's at. Right. So, uh, and it's already been proven too, even though they said it's technically like multiplayer, you can't just stumble across your friend either, even no. if you're on the same planet, because people prove that by actually finding each other and standing in the same place and they weren't there if you gave um, me a star wars game that was like star citizen then like uh, that would make me happy you know but i mean like star citizen in the we'd like, never see you again well yeah i'd be gone forever um but like star citizen only deals within a solar system right and, and then that's, so like and that's crazy enough because there's like there's a bunch of planets and asteroid systems and a bunch of stuff that you can go in and that's overwhelming so, like, the thought of a galactic game where I'm not dealing with just one solar system, but I'm dealing with a bunch of different solar systems that are all different types of planets, you know, but, like, that's the other crazy thing is, like, when you think of Tatooine, like, that's a solar system in of itself because it has its own suns and all that stuff. Like, we don't really, like, I, I don't think, like, the Star Wars fandom is ready for something like this because you're going to get lost in that because you have to think of, like, all of the, like, all of the surrounding planets and moons and stuff that deal just like within Tatooine. Like, I don't even do we have all of that, all the information that comes with the star charts and stuff that just deal with, yeah. with that. Is it, that's it. That's, I mean, that's what, intense, Kevin. That's what outer rim, mid rim core. That's what it all is. And then out in the chaos is beyond that. that right, line. Exactly. But all of those, all of those things, they have their own suns and they have their own moons. They have like, there's going to be, I think so it's going to show, it's going to show people the vastness of the Star Wars galaxy because I think I don't think people understand how big it is, um, and and it also that's how they're able to just create planets and drop them into the story. Right, like today, I don't know if we have ever been to this planet that was in today's episode. Was it Drexus? Oh, I've never heard of it. That was Drexel. No, it's Drexus. Drexus. I think is it Drexus? Drexus was right. I think Drexus was right. I don't think I mean, we've been mentioned. It might have been in a comic or a novel or something very obscure, but it's never been mainline like like it was today. Yeah. Um, but it just shows you how big it is. So I think people will do that. It does say players will reportedly be able to jump between different systems and take part in very variety of activities in a quote vast galaxy, end quote. Although it does doesn't seem to have an unlimited amount of planets like No Man's Sky does. So yeah. they did clarify that. So that's for those good. No, that's why I think it's gonna be more like on rails where it's just like you're like okay i'm kind of like how it is in uh fallen order right where you're like okay i want to go to i want to go to this planet and so you like you jump and then you're going through you're going through hyperspace and then you show up like that's that's kind of like how i imagine it is like it's going to be like you've got all these like really like these big pois right and then you can jump to it and then you'll be able to like go from you know space into atmosphere land on the planet things like that but i don't know if they're going to give us like the ability to explore like you can in like star citizen or, or even like no man's sky. I think it's going to be more like holding your hands just because I don't think Ubisoft had Ubisoft has never made a game like this. They don't have the track record 
for right. an open world game of this uh, of the vastness that is Star Wars. Paul Paul brought up Swotor, and yes, you can go from planet to planet, but it's very quick. It's like a two second thing. You see it out your cockpit. You go to hyperspace, and then they play a cinematic when you leave a planet and arrive at a planet. Um, but no, even I would want to go to like moons and stuff. Like if I if I show up into a system, like right, I want to go to this moon. And yeah, no, I want to be able to fly down and land on that moon or I want to go down into like, oh, there's an asteroid belt that surrounds this planet. I want to be able to fly through the asteroid belts and stuff. There is a, there is a dogfighting mode in SWOTOR, but every uh, travels on the rails like you go to your astrogation chart, you click the planet you want to go to, you click it, you pay the money for fuel and then you it flies you there automatically. You don't control any of that. Not like No Man's Sky where you're manually piloting yourself around Mm -hmm. so it's it is and even when you get to the planet like it's just a piece of the planet that you can walk around i I wouldn't they can use the word open world but i wouldn't call it open world in the sense of like that freedom that skyrim or red dead redemption offers that there's there's boundaries and they're and that's the thing is like i I keep on using star citizen as like my point of reference just because like that's the the most recent game that i've played that is space exploration open world and like Star Citizen has a problem with their planets where it's like you've got like a main POI, you know, like you've got like a main city or whatever, and then everything else is just empty. Like yeah. it's just the planet is just empty. You've got these little like bases and stuff you can go to, but they're all very cookie cutter. They're all very much the same. Like nothing really changes. And so it's like, what is like Ubisoft's open world like vastness is the extent of Assassin's Creed. And oh, like I want to take yeah, Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, and the Division. Even then, division. But all of those games are still like they have they have limitations to how far you can go, and so like that's the thing is like like even in those games it feels kind of cookie cutter to a certain extent. You kind of get I I don't I know you are different because you like to clear maps and stuff like that. But for me, I start to get bored in those like in Assassin's Creed. I just kind of just I get lost, and so I'm really curious to see like what are they going to do to keep people engaged. Um, is it going to be just like Assassin's Creed? Is it going to be a Far Cry game where we're going and we're clearing towers and opening up sectors of the map? Like, what are they going to do to make this feel like a real, like, hey, this is your Star Wars character and you get to, like, are we going to have the choice of becoming a Jedi or do we get to be like, like, like kind of like in Swotor? Like, can we become a Mandalorian? Can we become a bounty hunter? Like, what, what's the extent of that? Like, and they said there's going to be an actual, a full, uh, story alongside of it as well yes so that's gonna be that's gonna be crazy like in to have like a a true single player experience on top of an open world experience like this is the perfect game like on paper it sounds like the perfect star wars game but i am very nervous about it um for those worried that this might be seem too big insider gaming also reports that the story will be in-depth and lengthy with a fully customizable protagonist that the player gets to choose the actions of if true it certainly seems to be a much more open game than other recent star wars projects so that's the extent of the leak i have a feeling when it comes to the open world feel it's going to feel like far cry i will say this in ubisoft's defense for the first time in my life playing an rpg Mm-hmm. I felt like Valhalla was too big. I've I've never uttered oh, those Valhalla words. A lot. Yeah, I've never uttered those words in my life. I've always said, "Make it bigger, make it bigger, make it bigger." Valhalla, I was like, "Holy shit, this is a little bit too big for me." Yeah, I think it's because they added in the whole rating system with the boats and whatnot, and they wanted you to really like. I think they wanted to bring in that black flag feeling where you're like, "Oh, this is my boat, and I get to like have that like that experience." Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they made it so big. Because like those river systems are just massive. You can just go on for forever. It feels like. Od- now Odyssey felt like just the right size to me. Odyssey was like a big open world. It felt good. I didn't feel like that. Valhalla getting before you unlock the travel points, getting from like the top of the map to the bottom was. You're like, okay. Yeah, but um, now you're gonna have a spaceship. So I mean, imagine like the, the speed that you can travel. So hopefully, right? Which makes me like question: that. Is it gonna be bigger? Um, and then, like we said, Far Cry would be the only other open world comparison for Ubisoft. Um, and the newest Far Cry map was pretty, pretty big. Uh, I, yeah. put, I put about 30 hours into it. I think this is going to be like Starfield. I think we're going to get a Star Wars Starfield game. Like, that's kind of yeah. like that's where I'm at right now. But Bethesda sucks. Well, OK, Bethesda's great with exploration. Combat with Bethesda is always laughable. Yeah, but their combat. They, so the stuff that they showed off looks really interesting because it's it's not like it, it's not like Fallout combat. 
No, it's it felt like more FPS like combat. Citizen. Yeah, it yeah. looks like normal, like traditional FPS combat with like an RPG element added on top of it. You got like the numbers that pop off and things like I that. I still don't think it will be this like revolutionary version of because Bethesda knows that like that's not their bread and butter. Their bread and butter is exploration, interaction, yeah, um, and it discovering things. Uh, that's that's where they rule the roost. So I don't think the combat's going to like change our lives, but I have a feeling it'll be baseline a better system than fallout and skyrim um but for this ubisoft has a good track track record with combat and guns and you know between division far cry things like that they don't really have the same excuse that bethesda does so being made by massive right ubisoft massive so i think you're gonna get a lot of it's probably if if I don't think you'll be able to wield a lightsaber in this game. I'm saying it now. I know that might no, be a I don't crazy. Think so I think this is going to be a non-Jedi focused game. I think you could be like smuggler type person, Mandalorian trooper type situation where you have blasters and, you know, your blasters are, are probably rated similar to the way they are in, in division. I think you're going to see a lot of the division in this game. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, we said it so I think like two years ago now, if you made a game that had the the open world stylings of, of say, a Red Dead Redemption and had the ability to see other people, like even if it's just 10 people on a planet and had the ability like you, you'd win, you'd win. If you did it right, you'd win. It would be one of the greatest Star Wars games of all time. So I don't know. We shall maybe, see. Maybe but, somebody listened to the podcast two years ago, Tim. Who knows? But I agree with you on the whole, like, I don't think this is going to be a Jedi Force focused video game. I don't think so either. Because, you, like, that means that they have to go up against Respawn. Right. And, like, and you, don't, I don't you think... don't need to do that. Like, you're not, you, you have no point. Like, they already Lucas have an established. Want to. Yeah, no, they want to be able to tell different stories. And you can definitely tell the way that they're going recently with all of their shows is that they are kind of pulling away from the Jedi and they're like, they it's, it's a part of the storytelling, but it's not something that like they're really making as like the pivotal part of their storytelling. So I, I, I'm down for, I'm, I'm down for more in universe games and stories that don't focus around the lightsaber. Just make me a bad batch game. That's like Republic commando. Um, and, uh, uh, has the ability to control people like guardians of the galaxy. If you did that for me, Lucas. Oh, so, so you just, so you want band of brothers. You want, yeah, you want band of brothers, uh, but in a star Wars universe. Yes. Yes. Yep. I want, uh, cause then you could switch between characters, but you could also be like, you know, your top down. You could like move people around. You click L1 and it crosshair like takes out the guy all the way over there if you marked him and things like that you know and like hunter so and you, you want like marvel black sun meets for first person shooters yeah like you click the button and then hunter comes up and stabs the droid in the throat and stuff like that that mm-hmm. would be amazing but we'll see what happens with this 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 massive leak is is very interesting i saw people um, very upset about it on the internet too so it's making oh, me so it made me feel like upset oh, and why no 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 people within the industry were like ah, oh shit, yeah no, we and then i was like oh good that means someone's onto something someone hit a nerve <laughs> yeah no no that's it's it's uh it's 100 absolutely just please you're allowed to be upset but the more upset you get the more we think it's true just keep that in mind too so yeah. don't mislead us don't get me excited for no reason. Please, please, <laughs> Watch, we're going to find out this game was it's never happening. Please, I'm begging you. Um, we had a, a, this hit last month, but Tim and I just became or just noticed it. And I had seen some of the pictures, but the leaks from the Acolyte set. Yeah, so this guy hit me with the, oh, yeah, that dropped last year. And I'm thinking he meant, oh, this dropped like January of 2020. Not like mid-December. No, he meant like two weeks ago. So the stuff that I saw like on TikTok was fairly was fairly fresh, and the High Republic IRL clothing looks awesome. Looks yeah, we got so a, cool. We got a Zabrik in here. Yeah, we there's got a female Zabrak that's in there. Um, a there's Wookie. a Wookie. Yeah, the Wookie looks cool. Um, and then we got like some of the other actors, like they're in costume, and it's just like everything looks really. There's one. There's one female character, and she's got like these really cool like. Um, just like head growth, they look like they almost they, they look like a hairpiece, but they're like they look more like bone. And they're across her head, and it just looks really, really neat. I think they're going all out with this acolyte stuff. We see uh, Lee Jung Jae from um, Squid Games in full High Republic Jedi, mm-hmm. and it does look different. They do look different. They look more like Obi Wan looks in the first uh, in Phantom Menace. 
than anything else to me. Well, well it just it looked it, for me when I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, this looks like the cover of right. the first High Republic book. Like when everyone had like the more like traditional, like they almost looked like the like when they were all holding like their medieval style lightsabers and whatnot, and they had like all these just like beautiful garbs on and whatnot. Like that's that's what I was imagining, and they did a really really good job. Because we're only like we're what a hundred years before Episode One, right? Ish, something like that. Yeah. Right? It's very close. It is. So very yeah, close. so it's a it's a good phase of like from like the older stuff to the newer things. So like I think to your point, yeah, it, like it would make sense why Obi Wan's garbs would look a little more like that because they're so close to that. Very interesting. Yeah, there's some interesting. There's like a person in one of the shots. There's a woman with red hair, and she has like a bow. Yeah, yeah, she has a bow. Uh -huh. I wonder if that's like Omega's energy bow. Yeah, because we, we've never really seen that before. We saw, we no. saw that we've seen that on um, oh crap on uh, Dathomir, the Night Sister zombies. They had they had um, those green bolts that they could shoot at you. Oh, there's um, two people with a bow. But this makes sense though, because like they with High Republic, they definitely leaned more into like the Knights or the uh, King Arthur medieval vibe, and so yep. for them to have like Claymore style lightsabers, to have the bow, look even like Cal Kestis in in Jedi Survivor is going to have a broadsword. He's going to have this massive lightsaber. We've never seen a broadsword lightsaber before, so like that's really cool. They're starting to introduce new weapon archetypes into into Star Wars canon. So for that to show up a, a, a bow, you know, and a, a lightsaber, like, I don't know what are they they blasting energy from kyber crystals? Like how the hell is that going to work? I'm very excited. You shall I want to see. see a, I want to see a, a, a slingshot, a kyber crystal slingshot. I'm I'm really hoping that we see this before the end of the year. That's my hope. You think we'll get this for like for like Christmas time? I hope so. I really do. Oh man, Bad Batch is trending on Twitter, Tim. How cool is that? We couldn't get Andor to trend though. <laughs> wow, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I've had more people talk to me about Bad Batch like uh, organically on stream. People it's so weird though, Kevin. People are like, "Do you watch the latest episode of Bad Batch?" Like, "Did you listen to the latest episode of Star Wars of Scotch?" Like, "What's that?" I'm like, "I don't know. I've been talking about it for years." <laughs> Literal years. So they're like, "Hey Tim, I know you're a big Star Wars fan. If you watch this, like, we just talked about it." These yeah, this is way more people talking about Bad Batch mm -hmm. than more people are talking about, about Bad Batch, I feel like than they're talking about Andor. And it's just it's kind of weird. Look at look at the one I just sent you. It's like a picture in an arena. And it says Governor Groton's report after, and it says everyone is doing a great job except Cody. <laughs> <laughs> and then funny. there's another one that says Bad Batch spoilers. Gonna be thinking about this all day, and it's Cody throwing the coin when Crosshair shoots it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, like that—that's living rent free in my head right now. So yeah. yeah. Um, last bit of news today is. Uh, and this this has been picking up steam. Uh, rumor Star Wars project codenamed Ghost Track 17 from John Favreau and Dave Filoni is apparently going into production soon. So this comes from Star Wars uh, Newsnet as well. Um, there's a possibility that Ghost Track 17 is simply the working title for the fourth season of Mandalorian, but it differs from the previous codename of Huckleberry. But Bestman Bulletin reported in late 2022 to be hearing whispers about the new season gearing into production shortly after Skeleton Crew wrapped. Lucasfilm has been hiding several projects behind a thick wall around the Manhattan Beach sound stages where Favreau and Filoni have been almost uninterruptedly filming projects since September 2021. Whoa. I have a feeling it's just the new season of Mando, but that's just me. Yeah, I would I would go with that. But it's it's kind of cool to think that we could potentially get something else. I mean, like Ghost Track. That sounds it's very weird. It doesn't really have the only thing that I think of is I think of Ghost, which then like starts to pull me towards like a Rebels kind of thing. So I, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. We shall see. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, like it, it could it could be in reference to just like old uh, old terminology. They could just be trying to throw us off. They've done it before. They've done it plenty of times before. So who knows, Kev? I'm excited. 
I'm excited. Well, that's going to do it today for Star Wars and Scotch. We appreciate you hanging out with us for episode 114. Make sure you go check out Tim. He's Darkness429 live Monday through Friday at fb.gg slash Darkness429 around 9 a.m. Eastern. But he's going on vacation this week. So by the time you hear this, you won't be able to see him till next week. Sorry. See so you when time. are you back? Are you back Monday or Tuesday? We'll be back live Tuesday. Yeah. We're Tuesday, getting him like Monday afternoon, but you know. So Tim will be live again next Tuesday, which is January, drum roll, 17th. Um, oh, it's right before my daughter's birthday. I asked her what she wants for her birthday. She's like, money. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, she's an I know. Now. I remember that age. But as a parent now, it's just ridiculous to me. Like, I want to get you something nice. I just want money. Yeah, she just wants you a know, gift card. You know how expensive gas is, Dad? I want money. Yeah, she's an adult now. She has adult so- worries. She's not like, oh, Dad, I want this cute purse. Maybe if she decided to take a job closer to her house instead of trying to drive an hour just so she could. Anyway, let's not talk about that. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> and if you want to check out Kevin and all the stuff that he does at Rare Drop, you can head on over to raredrop.co. It's all right there. GCX yeah. uh, Old Fashioned Pot. Just go there. Go there. Just you, go there. You check it out there. It's just, it's all right there for you. All right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just go do that. Yeah. Make sure you check out our buddy Frank at comics. Like, uh, 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 one of the Uber nerds that I know, Frank, he's in his technique on, on Twitch. Um, just guy knows comics and it's scary when I get into a conversation with him and he's in his chat and he's just like, Oh, and this, and I'm like, Whoa, whoa, well, I don't know anything about that. Frank, that thing you just said. <laughs> So, yeah, make sure you check out Frankie Comics, Old Fashioned, all the other stuff we're doing. Um, cool, 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 cool. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next week for Star Wars and Scotch, the next episode of Bad Batch, and whatever news comes our way. But until then, may the this. Force... I got this. Oh, I, got, I got it. May the Force be with you. Always. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.